0: Show number 51 of Look at His Butt, LT and JK Talk Trek.
1: My name is David Arroyo, and this is a special Look at His Butt Anniversary Edition. Since June of 2005, Joel Kitty and Lena Taylor have been enjoying to all trickies everywhere with their podcast, Look at His Butt, which features information around William Shatner's ass, as well as sex talk, sex toys, and anything considered William Shatner-like. But did you know that in the beginning, there was a third member of Look at His Butt? Yes, I know, shocking. But I, David Arroyo, have uncovered the lost member of Look at His Butt. His name is Babylon, and I invite you to hear his story. I caught up with Babylon in his uh, lofty New York apartment in the South Bronx of Jumpson Road. Uh, Babylon, thank you for sitting with me. Yo, thank you for having me on your show, man. So, uh, tell us, what was it like working with Lena Taylor and, uh, Jungle Kitty in the first look at his butts? Man, it was whack. Them girls be dissing me all the time, man. They like, I quit the show. I was like, you know what? You guys have no spirit whatsoever what you're talking about. They don't know nothing about Star Trek. So they didn't know nothing? Nothing? Um, so, um... Did you? How was the? How were the first shows different from, like, let's say, how they eventually turned out? Hold on one second. Ah, I'm taking my forty here, bitch. I'm sorry. What was the question? Um, I was just asking, um, Mr. Babylon. Um, what were the... Babble on, bitch? Oh, okay, Get right. Okay, Babylon. Um, what what was um what were the shows like? when you were participating in them? Were they different from the shows? that eventually it turned out to be? Um, were, the, were the sex toy talk still involved, or um, was there a different aspect to it? that? Um, you that know, you I was brought? trying to bring in some fly girls in there. You know, it was a big badunk dunk you know? And I was like, damn, you know, I just booty pop all the time. And, ah, shit, man. I, I don't know what I'm talking about, but that's all right, man. Uh. Oh, uh, oh okay. Oh, good shit here, man. Oh Okay. Um, What's a damn so, funny bitch? No, nothing, nothing. Um. So, what? Um, did were you involved with any of the girls in the show? Was there a love triangle going on somewhere there? That is that why it didn't work out, or you know, looking back at it now, they wanted me. You know, you know they wanted me because you know once you go fat, you can't go back. <laughs> I, I ain't got no comment about that. Right? I don't want to get personal. Oh, uh, okay, okay. Um, so, um, are you happy for their success after after? You... Yeah, I'm happy. I'm happy. They still owe me some money though. Uh, money? Really? Yeah. Um, okay, 3 uh, uh okay, three three fifty. Um, so, I didn't borrow the some money once for some Cheetos. Uh, okay. So, um what what have you been doing after the show? I mean after you left have you been um getting back into the podcasting or um... no nah, man I'm through with that i i I've been going to church now a lot oh oh you you found religion uh, okay that... no no I've just been going to church a lot. I'd be stealing the money you know from people in the uh donation basket and stuff easy money man easy money uh, 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 okay um well, uh, thank you, Babylon, for, uh, for for taking time out to be on, uh, on, on behind the podcast. Uh, Stop staring, bitch! Talk to me like a man. Uh, so, sorry, sorry. Um, I cap your ass. Okay, um, do you want to say anything to uh, Lena Taylor and General Kitty and their 50th anniversary? I wish I was there, man. I wish I was there. I missed them. I missed those girls, man. Okay, okay. Well, um, well, this is. I missed him, Well, this is uh, David Royal saying off and uh, saying uh, thank you very I you much. I missed him, bitch. Uh, okay. Well, um, thank you, Babylon. Uh, and next up we have Toto the talking dog. Yo, fuck this fool.
2: So we're over the hill. I can't believe it. Fifty. We are in our second half century. <sighs> what a relief.
0: Really? Once you the get, first
2: 50 podcasts are the toughest. They
0: are, and once you get past that, it's plain sailing. Yeah. <laughs> So the little clip that you just heard there, that very funny little clip, was courtesy of our good friend David Arroyo over at the Comic Makers Podcast and, and his buddy Charlie. And they made that specially for us for our 50th episode. And we were Thanks, gonna, guys! Thank you! We were going to play it last time, but it was the actual 50th episode was the three parts of the con, and we were so not ready to do that. <laughs> I have to say something.
2: Yeah? Con! <laughs> okay. I just felt that was called for... Because when we were playing this show and you kept saying something about... Okay, we'll do con wrap-up. And I was like, <laughs> what? What? Yeah. Are we talking about Ricardo We're going to talk
0: about Khan and how he betrayed us and how he should, you know, rot in hell and all that. Okay. But anyway, so yeah, 50 episodes. And here we are, episode 51, just cruising right along. With That's right. More stuff than we could ever talk about in
2: 500 episodes, oh. pretty much. Yeah, so those of you who've stuck with us should know that from now on we're getting really picky. <laughs> <laughs> about not, what goes on the show.
0: We're not going to talk about just any <laughs> Is old that crap. crap. It's show-worthy. <laughs> yeah, cuz you know we are just so very picky <laughs> about the things that we talk about. God. So, here's the big funny thing. Um we still have a bunch of con stuff that we wanted to discuss, but um the best
2: thing that happened was No, there were the, so many best okay, things that yeah. happened. The best thing though really that happened Was that Bill said, look at his butt. And I want to just publicly again, thank Gregory. He did a fantastic (laughs) job on his mission. Mm -hmm. And, and I just adore, adore that clip. And
0: Bill said, look at his butt. Very clearly. You'll be hearing, and he spelled it. You'll be hearing more of, look at that little clip of Bill in various um, formats as we go forward. (laughs) I have some plans for that clip. Um, so this is sort of typical of us I think in a way. We went to a con as reporters to cover the con and what ended up happening was that there was a story in one of the Sacramento papers about our room party because
2: our room party rocked <laughs> and I feel sorry for anyone who missed it including Dominic Keating. <laughs> it, so there's an article the woman So Dominic if you're listening how can you possibly be Too drunk to go to a Kirk's ass party. (sighs) Full of women
0: in which you'd be one of like three guys who were there. Yeah. Ridiculous. So I think I can't remember if we mentioned this when we were talking about the party, which was great. We had such a good time at that party. Um, There was a reporter there who had been invited by um, one of the other people from the list. Mm Mm-hmm. And she showed up, and um, we tried to make her feel comfortable, and, and she kind of hung out. Yeah, we a gave little. her wine immediately. Yeah, like, and uh, so she wine. was kind of watching and taking a few notes, but just observing, and um, different people were talking to her and just explaining what was going on. And I ended up having a pretty long conversation with her towards the uh, 1 o'clock in the morning mark, just about... Uh, why all of this stuff was important, and why we were fans, and and why this means so much to us, and and why we still love the original series after all this time, and and it was really fun. You know, I, I was trying to um, explain it in terms that weren't going to scare her. <laughs>
2: And also in sort of bite-sized chunks that she could put into the newspaper article. Well, you did a great job, and that's why I was really glad you were the one talking to her, because I just knew intuitively you would be so much better at that than I was. But also, I was so glad she got there early enough in the evening to um, to see part of Impulse. Yes. And so it wasn't just that she was interviewing fans about mm-hmm. why it's important, which is great, and she was interviewing the best fans she possibly could have interviewed, but that she also got to see this... this yeah. This side of fandom that has not been highly publicized, uh-huh. and uh, and she wrote a wonderful article about she, it. She did. It was so good.
0: The fact that she got all of the conversation that was going on and mm-hmm. how we were we were as a group doing things like talking about episodes and you know quality of EVEs. And, and EVE
2: is mentioning the article, so this is now a legitimate journalism term. Yeah, it's you're going to see it being reported it's on. It's going to be
0: everywhere. It's great. So it was all just wonderful. The article is. Uh, our part aside, it's a really good article about the con. Mm-hmm. She did a great job of reporting on what was going on and kind of the flavor for someone who hasn't been to a con before, and um, how moved she was in the, the last day when Bill yes. and, and Leonard were there. It's great. It's a really good. So her her name is Becca Costello, and the article is in the uh, Sacramento News and Review,
2: and it's available online. Yes, I'll put the link and, up and we link to it. Mm-hmm. And one of the things I liked about it, and I actually wrote to her after I'd read the article and told her this was in many ways. It reminded me of my early convention experiences, Mm -hmm. which is you are kind of wandering around and not sure what's going on and wishing people would talk to you. And I I know, you know, I remember when you and I were first corresponding and hadn't met, and this was back in the days when Bascon was called Friscon, Mm -hmm. and we knew we were both in the area and were talking about whether or not we were going to go. And you said, well, I went last year and no one would talk to me. Yeah. And I said, I will talk to you. Yep.
0: I remember that very clearly. That was like my one desire that I would go and I would actually have someone to talk to Mm -hmm. instead of walking around and feeling like I was, you know, a spy. Yeah. And they were all looking at me like, who are you? You're, you're by yourself. There must be something wrong with you. Right. Right.
2: So, so I thought that was great. I also love, oh, thank you, Becca, that now Rat Lady has been identified (laughs) as such Yes, and uh, anybody who sees you now is going to say "rat lady." And if she hasn't read the article, she's you know going to to be clued in pretty quickly. But I do have to to reemphasize that what Bill said to her is absolutely true. When he saw her and saw how she is dressed and, and yep. the whole way she acts, he said, "You give Star Trek a bad name." Yep, absolutely. And afterwards, you know, he made that out of a, made that into a joke, but. It was the God's he, honest tweet.
0: He is so right. And and that's what makes the rest of us cringe when we see that kind of stuff. And that's why I wanted to tell Becca about that, because I feel like we've seen that happen so many times. Mm-hmm. And as she mentioned in the article in the other newspaper in Sacramento,
2: of course, who do they have a picture of? The fucking rat lady. Yep. Because she's, she's the epitome of weird, <sighs> over-the-top fan, you know, step away slowly. Exactly. Sort <sighs> of thing. So anyway, um, let's talk about some of the other stuff that went on at the con because I oh, made good, good, good. a few notes because I knew I'd forget some of it. But one of the things I wanted to, to share with people was uh, what passes for security <laughs> at a convention. And as I said, uh, the other reporters, photographers, and I <laughs> were standing on the side of the stage and then we got to you know go mm-hmm. down to the front and then we had to come back up. Well, at one point when we were on the side, I was standing right next to the gentleman who was guarding the uh, backstage before Bill and Leonard came out to make sure nobody went back there. And I I found out that he was sort of the security (laughs) after they came out because it was when Leonard was on stage alone and a woman... In a wheelchair, who was from Hawaii, mm-hmm. asked him a question, and he answered the question. And the microphones, for those of you who haven't been to a creation con, are set up on the sides. Mm-hmm. So when you finish your question, you usually just skedaddle. And instead of skedaddling, she um, and the person who was pushing her wheelchair went around to the front of the stage, and she was putting some little articles down on the stage. And obviously, after you saw them, you, you realized these were just gifts for them. But... Um, this guy just, like, like moved right down towards the front to, to tell her to move along or something. And I really felt it was like one of these, someone is moving towards the president. <laughs> Blue team, go into action. You know, or whatever, you know, co- uh-huh. code whatever that somebody is moving towards <laughs> yeah. the Vulcan. Cold green. That is that what green. it is? Yeah. That's green. It would be red if it was Bill. That's right. right. So that was kind of... Uh, Yeah. Interesting to see. Well,
0: you know, it's interesting that um, they managed to do a pretty good job of looking out for the guys without making people feel um, unwanted. Mm -hmm. Because I think it would be very easy for them to cross that line and and make you feel like you were just an intrusion on them or that everybody was a threat to them. And clearly the guys want to be open and communicate with the fans and, and interact with them as much as is reasonable given that short amount of time. So Mm -hmm. I I think the creation con guys do a very good job of that. And, you know, we've heard a couple of stories from people at other cons where that was not the case. And I don't know whether that was um, not creation con run, but people have said sometimes that the people who were running the con made them feel like they were nuisances after they Mm -hmm. had paid money for photographs or for autograph sessions that they were just being hustled in and out as quickly as possible. Like, you know, we know you paid for this, but it's such a pain in the ass that you're here. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But wait, I'm a fan and this is a convention. (laughs)
2: Why? So I'm glad it wasn't like that. Yeah. So one other thing, I don't remember what the topic was. Somebody had asked Bill a question and he gave, as Bill does, a rather long answer, Mm -hmm. but it was an answer that like had a wrap up and it was sort of a serious question if Mm -hmm. I remember correctly. And, when he had finished the question, he sort of turned almost his back to the audience like like he had finished. And then over his shoulder, he went, Denny Crane. <laughs> and the whole place went nuts. <laughs> it was so great that he just tossed that in on his own. Uh-huh. Later, he was asked to say it again. But the first time, it just it came out of Bill, which was so cool. We loved it. Oh, Bill. Um, also, one of the things I remember is uh, when they were talking about the movies, mm-hmm. and Leonard did... His impersonation of Bill doing Spock's
0: eulogy—that was really funny. It
2: was really funny, was really and cool. Bill was so hurt. He, was. he goes, "How can you mock that?" <laughs> Leonard told him that um, uh, imitation is the sincerest form of flattery, and Bill pretended he believed that.
0: Yeah, <laughs> that was really funny. That was good. I don't, you know, I don't think I'd heard them do that before whether that's now a set
2: piece in their little repertoire or whether they really just did that, that was really good. It was really good, but I, I'm going to tell you my, my favorite moment, and I've never heard them do this before, and it came out of a fan question. Uh-huh. Um, one of the fans asked Leonard what he liked best about directing Star Trek Three, <laughs> mm-hmm. and they both sort of went into some babble for a minute, and then Bill, amazingly enough, was the one who brought it back on topic mm-hmm. and said to Leonard, so what did you like best about directing Star Trek three? And Leonard went, Telling you what to do. And Bill said, you know what I like best? Doing it. And he said it just like that. He did. That. He
0: did. It was great. We went nuts. It was great. Everybody
2: flipped. It was, it was. It was so good. They were, they were so on. They were.
0: They were great. I mean, they they were telling this long, silly story about um, having dinner and uh, they were arguing it was dinner last night. No, it was dinner the night before. It was in Boston. And you wouldn't pay because you're so cheap. And... <laughs> <laughs> it
2: just, it, you know, they kept coming back to food. Mm-hmm. And who paid for the meal? And, right. and who eats the, the most, most? Right. And, and... Who, who
0: buys the wine? And yes. It was really good. It was very, very funny. And Bill was just cracking himself up. He was.
2: <laughs> he, w- he was very on. I think... He was probably, like, on super, super adrenaline because Mm -hmm. he had just done um, the Chicago Con the day Mm -hmm. before, and they did something Friday night. I don't know what it was, but it's like Bill was just rolling, rolling. Also, he said they had um, both had uh, cappuccino or something. Something, yeah. Something. And I remember once uh, seeing him at a convention where he came out and, and said something about... He had just had coffee, somebody brought him coffee, and it wasn't decaf, and so he was totally wired, and he said, me on caffeine just is not a good idea. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, I, I think I got the feeling, and if it wasn't true, it was really good acting, that they were genuinely having a good time up there really enjoying each other's Mm -hmm. company and enjoying the kind of wacky fan questions. It just seemed like they were really in good moods. Yes. As opposed to, the last time, say, Walter Koenig, who really seemed like, you know, he he was holding the microphone with one hand and holding his other hand out to receive the money that he was being paid. (laughs) Yeah,
2: that's a pretty good description. (laughs) I also have to credit both of the gentlemen. Um, Each of them was asked a completely in my view, inappropriate question Mm -hmm. about their political feelings, about the world situation or whatever, and they were both very graceful in the way they ducked those questions. I agree.
0: I think they've gotten that down, too. Yeah. That was
2: nice. And without making the person feel stupid for asking. Yes, yes. Um, Also, they did this toast thing at the end. (laughs) That was funny. Which was, um, you know, all the gold patrons, people Uh who had paid a shitload of money to be in the front, were given this really cheap, lousy Crappy champagne. As, I I as, read a blog entry on it. This oh, yeah? Week, yeah. That it was really, you know, just just cheapo crap. It, oh, sh- it was champagne in a box, right? Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> in, a juice box. in a juice box. And um And they gave two of those same glasses of cheapo crap. They didn't even give the good stuff to Bill and Leonard. Yeah. They gave them each a glass of the cheapo crap. And they made a really nice toast. Mm-hmm. And the audience applauded. And everybody who had champagne drank it. And Bill and Leonard did not. They did not. In fact, um, I don't know.
0: Gregory was sitting next to me, and he was going, watch for the swallow. Watch mm-hmm. for the swallow. And, and I was saying, he's not going to drink it. I yeah. know he's not going to. And he lifted it up, and he brought it near to his mouth mm-hmm. briefly, and then he quickly very, put it down on the stage without yeah. drinking it. That was pretty amusing. Well,
2: and I was, I was thinking, Leonard, I would... Sure, would not drink it, because mm-hmm. Leonard has been very public about, you know, that he is a recovering alcoholic. So I don't think he's certainly going <laughs> to, you know, throw that aside to drink this piece of crap on the 40th anniversary <laughs> of Star Trek. <laughs> but Bill also happened to mention in the, the course of his shtick that he is friends with the people who own the Cosentino's Winery. Yes. So, uh, yeah, Bill is not going to drink that, that crap yeah, either. Yeah, that was funny. <laughs> But, um, yes, I read a, a blog, somebody was talking about the, the convention, and, and they were they were saying this was just this crap that they kept bringing out more and more of, so, you know, the gold patrons could ostensibly go have as much of it as they wanted, but yeah. Why wh- would you who want cares? to? Yeah. Ugh.
0: Yeah. Be good. I suppose if we had had some, um, maybe some silver rings or some gold earrings that had been tarnished, <laughs> <laughs> we could have cleaned
2: them. Yeah. That would have been yeah. a good use for it, yeah. Well, and I was thinking, you know, as a member of the press, I'm sure I could have gone over and just taken one oh, I'm because sure. the press always gets free food at all of the events they yeah. cover. And I thought, cover, and I thought, well, who who the hell wants that? You yeah, know? I could have taken our nail polish off of it or something. Yeah, that would have been good. That's true. <laughs> but anyway, um, we got together. All our pictures. Yes.
0: Oh, yes, of course. That we took. And we finally opened a Flickr account. I don't know why we waited so long to do that, because I'm so lazy is pretty much why. (laughs) Um, So now if you go to Flickr and you look for the username, look at his butt, all one word, lowercase, you will find the two sets of pictures that we've uploaded. One are the pictures from the Sacramento Con, which are put into their own little flicker stream, as they call Mm -hmm. it. So, um, JK took all those pictures and it's pictures of Bill and Leonard on stage and, uh, the chairs that they sat in. And there were a couple of sort of, uh, ambiance shots of just the the crowd and everything. And then there's the picture of me holding my fingers up behind Bill's head. That's right. (laughs) Captain Kirk's head. you're disrespecting the captain. That's true. I am disrespecting the captain. So those are good. And then the other photos that we uploaded were the pictures that were taken um, by one of our listeners uh, of Bill when he was conducting the Boston Pops. And then there are a few pictures of him at the little reception that happened as well. And those are really good pictures. They turned out really well. Yeah, yeah. And those were taken by Bozina Thrower. Mm Mm-hmm. Um, so we will be continuing to upload pictures there as we have more things to put up because it's just a little more convenient, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, but you can always
2: find it there. So while we were on
0: Flickr, <laughs> or while you were I mean, on Flickr, <laughs> I should okay, say. Okay,
2: I want I to share with people what you said at dinner Um Lena set up the Flickr account and sent me an email saying, we now have a Flickr account, and someday we have to go through and search Flickr and see what else is there. Well, I had work to do, so naturally (laughs) I didn't do it. I instantly went to Flickr and typed in Shatner and went through. I I sent you an email, and I can't remember how many it was, but there were like 974 pictures. And a lot of them were were not of Bill and had nothing to do with, with Shatner and stuff. But so I kept sending Lena emails, going, "Look what I found! Look what I found it. Tell them what you said." Well, you kept—I mean, it was like so many emails in a
0: twenty-four-hour period <laughs> with all these links to the Flickr things, and I got very nervous. And I thought, "Oh my God! I gave her
2: a new crack!" <laughs> She's addicted. take this. crack. <laughs> which has something to do with look at his butt. Really? But what I did find and sort of summarized in one email. <laughs> are we going to post these links? Yes, we okay. absolutely are because these more, are great. More media Bill has conquered.
0: Because the list, it gets longer and longer. Okay. Bill is on the Liberian dollar. That is the most amazing thing. So it's a Liberian dollar with a picture of Captain Kirk and Captain Picard. Now, yep. why Captain Kirk is in the back, I don't know. It was a mistake. Yeah, He should be in the front. They should
2: fix that plate and mint some new money. They
0: should, because he needs to be in the front. Or he should be alone. Oh, well, even <laughs> better, yeah. And
2: yeah. I was like, why is the bald guy there? Why? Why? Right, yeah. <laughs> uh, there's a street named after him. I saw that. In uh, Savannah, Georgia. Is it Shatner Way, I think? Well, Let's just click let's through. Let's just it. click through. I'm pretty
0: sure it's Shatner Way. I like the way the picture is at a slight angle, the, 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 the sign. Take it. No, like, it's Captain Kirk Lane. Oh, I was wrong with the little picture of the boat it's there. It's got a boat, and it's yeah. in front of a very nice-looking house. And it's sort of tilted. Yeah. That's great. I love that. Okay. Um, there's a carnival ride. <laughs> now, I want to tell you about the carnival ride. Okay. I've been on that ride. <laughs> I was sure you had. They used to have this ride at Great Adventure in New Jersey, when I lived in New Jersey, mm-hmm. at Six Flags Great Adventure. And, yes, it's like this. It's a ride where um, it spins around in a circle, so there are little cars that are painted silver, and uh, it's two people to a car, and you get in it, and it spins... And, um, the cars sort of, uh, so they go around like this regular style. Yeah. Radio. So people can see what I'm doing. (laughs) I'm moving my hand in a circle. So it goes around like that. And then because of the force, the cars go from being straight up like this, they fly out to the side. So now you're horizontal and then the thing lifts up. So the whole arm is on an angle. So you're going kind of, um, you know, at, at an, uh, about a 45 degree angle. And it's cool. It's a good Mm -hmm. ride. I really like it. And I remember when it opened at Great Adventure, I was so excited because it was called
2: the Enterprise. (laughs) But here's the thing. Great picture. They've got the Star Trek logo, but it says Star Date. (laughs) And then they have McCoy and Spock and Uh Kirk in profile. And then over here are, I think, some aliens they made up. Yeah. And the people in front look a little alien, too. But so, okay, Carnival Ride. Bill, you can check that off your list. It's
0: great. I had sort of forgotten about that ride. It was a really good ride, and I loved it. And, of course, because... It was Star Trek oriented. Of course,
2: I love it. Um, here is a restaurant called the Restaurant Captain Kirk. It's in Chow Coast, Co-
0: Co- Koh, Samui. Koh Co- Samui, Samui. is in I- Thailand. Yeah. Oh,
2: okay. So it's next a resort time we're in town. Thailand. We will eat there. Yeah. Um, this is a picture. I couldn't really tell from the picture if it's a slot machine or a. Uh, I think
0: it's a pinball machine. Actually, or a pinball
2: machine. I believe
0: that is the Star Trek pinball machine.
2: Yes. But it it it's. It's Kirk in a a suit we never saw him in ever, but it's a super muscled shirt, and it looks like the muscles are built into the shirt. It does. Now,
0: does does look at her? She looks so hot. It's amazing.
2: She is voluptuous with a capital V. Totally, she looks great. And look at McCoy. He never, never had those kind of muscles. And then there's Spock. Right. (laughs) And then there's nameless person in the back shooting in the wrong direction. <laughs> He's about to get killed. Yes. Yeah. So, yeah that's, so goodbye to him. That's the pinball machine. <laughs> um, a store mannequin. <laughs> that was funny. And we're, we're clicking to it, and it, it is the uniforms on display at World Con in Anaheim. In Anaheim, but they're all on. Uh, really weird-looking mannequins. They're on these very strange-looking mannequins who are pretty androgynous, to my way of thinking. They are. And and the caption for that was, Kirk, you look positively wooden. (laughs) And then this one merited its own private email because it's so amazing. It is the (laughs) Shatmobile.
0: This is such a weird picture. (laughs) Who did this? I don't know. It's very funny. Someone took a photograph of a car. An old car, like an old or something. And they've sort of photoshopped this picture of Kirk with just his eyes and his nose onto the car. It's the weirdest thing <laughs> ever. I the grill. Yeah. So his
2: eyes are the headlights. Yes, exactly. It's very funny. So that was, um, that was very cool. And then one, one final thing. <laughs> took me two tries to get this. Have link. we ever talked about this particular <laughs> picture of him? <laughs> well, not this particular no, one. No, no, but the other one. Okay, there is, <laughs> you guys are instantly going to know what I'm talking about. There is a TV guide cover and every now and then somebody prints A picture of it, like it's memorable. (laughs) The background, I think, is yellow, and it's got, like, circles and stuff. It's real 60s laugh sort of. And it was one of those um, promotional shots that they took. It's not
0: a still from the show. It was Mm -mm. from a photo session that Bill and Leonard did for the show very early on.
2: Right, and and Leonard is, is like, standing, and I believe Bill is sitting, because Leonard's head is on a higher level. Uh And Bill's eyes... One is looking in a different direction than the other. And it's bigger than the other one. And it's a terrible picture. And what makes it so memorable to me is, first of all, it's a terrible picture. But our good friend Jonk pointed out that he looks like Bill the Cat. (laughs) He looks exactly like Bill the Cat. And so, to me, that's the Bill the Cat picture. Well, in cruising through Flickr, I find this picture of Bill the Cat. (laughs) Bill doing his Bill the Cat. In Kirklight. And this is like worlds colliding. The sexiest thing in the world, Kirklight, on Bill the Cat. Bill the
0: Cat. It is so funny. I will find the Bill the Cat picture and post it. It is just... When when Jonk actually said the thing about him looking like Bill the Cat, I think I fell out of my chair laughing. Yes. Because it was so accurate and so funny. And for those of you who don't know who Bill the Cat is, he was a character in Bloom County, the comic strip. And yes. He's now in the one that is in some papers that's called Opus, which is about the penguin. Um, and, and Bill the Cat was a cat who couldn't say anything except ACK. <laughs> <laughs> and he just was always drawn with one eye bigger than the other, kind of looking in a different direction, and his tongue hanging out, and his hair sort of all askew. And he always looked really crazy. And he Bill, did. And his tail was always crooked. <laughs> it was bent. always crooked. And oh, he, Bill looks just like him in that picture. He so, was like a picture of a nervous breakdown. He was. <laughs>
2: So now we have not only Build-A-Cat, but Build-A-Cat in Kirklight. It's great. And I hope we will remember to um, revisit Flickr occasionally. And I did spend way too much time searching for Shatner, Star Trek, Captain Kirk, Star yeah. Trek, Star Trek. Star Trek Star, you know, anyway, I had much, much fun with that.
0: It's great. So if any of you folks out there find some pictures on Flickr that you think we might not have come up with because they were tagged incorrectly or something, send us the links. Cause we'd oh, yeah. Love to see and and uh, as
2: you know, we are compiling the complete list of media... William Shatner has conquered, and you know what? What? That's what our book should be. What a brilliant idea you just had! Wow, it's the beer. I'm halfway down. That's brilliant. I love that idea. Okay, that's the book. The complete list of media conquered by, by William, William Shatner. Shatner. Yes, yes. It's the companion to every other book ever written. No matter what you're reading, you should set it aside and read this. Okay, good, excellent. We'll okay. be billionaires. We're working on that. Okay, talk about the very special email.
0: Well, as we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, we had gotten um, this wonderful email from a guy named Ryan who had asked us for a recommendation for a sex toy. And we, of course, recommended the rabbit pearl because what else are you going to give? You know, that's perfect. Um, and he had also mentioned that his wife was pregnant. And we talked about that. And he was wondering whether the baby was going to be delivered at the con and all that. And if
2: Bill would deliver the Yeah, baby. and
0: that would be another media he had conquered. <laughs> Labor. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> So he, he just sent us an email. Uh, it says, hey, guys, I was really excited to hear that you read my email. I just listened to it today because I've been immersed in baby mania. The good news is that it was a girl. Yay. The bad news is that she was born on the first day of the con, so Shatner didn't get to deliver her. And he says, oh, I guess we'll just have to try again with the next one. <laughs> so this is my question.
2: Did she, like, have the baby
0: and they went, oh, good, a baby, and went off to the con (laughs) anyway? He doesn't say. He is going to send us a picture. The little girl's name is Clara, which is a very cute name. And then he said, P.S. My wife, Emily, got a real kick out of being mentioned on the Butt Girl podcast. Oh, and J.K. was right about the rabbit speeding up the delivery. (laughs) Clara was a day early. Ah, so if
2: you're getting impatient, ladies. Use your rabbit pearl. Use your rabbit
0: pearl. There you go. I love that. So congratulations on the baby, Ryan and Emily. That's really, really
2: wonderful. And, um, yes, we'd love to see a little picture. And um, the next two children should be named after us.
0: Yeah, I think so. Wait,
2: wait. Is her nickname going to be Bunny after the rabbit pearl? Oh,
0: that would be really good. And if possible, try to have Bill deliver the two next babies. Yeah, twins. Twins, yeah. Yeah. Or he could call them Spam and Aquanet. That's true. (laughs) Those
2: are great names. They are. Um, I just want to do a quick shout-out to the guy at the Palo Alto Apple Genius Bar. Um, (laughs) For those of you who do not know, this is a scandal. This is an absolute scandal. The latest version of iTunes, iTunes 7, when you... uh, let it update your iPod. A lot of people having problems that it won't play this or that or things they used to be able to play. And what I found was I could no longer play podcasts. Mm -hmm. And as as of this recording, Apple has not commented on this or issued a patch. So, Steve, get on the job. Very bad. um, So I took mine over to the Genius Bar in Palo Alto and got a a guy to upload earlier firmware and the whole thing. And now it works, which is great. I can listen to my podcast. But, of course, when I handed him... My iPod and told him what the problem was. He naturally went to my list of podcasts and saw that, yes, when you do play one, it it Mm crashes. And then he said, What's look at his butt? (laughs) I said, It is a podcast about William Shatner's butt. Mm -hmm. Really? Yeah, really. Is it good? (laughs) Like, what were you going to say? No, it sucks. I hate it. That's why I have it on here. It's great. I'm one of the hosts. And he was like thrilled. And he said, Are you on iTunes? Yeah wow and he introduces me to in the course of fixing my my ipod like three other people she's got a podcast she's on itunes you know and so it was great and he said he was going to go home and download it and listen to it so and i i wish i'd caught his name but i didn't but you know who you are if you're listening this is my shout out to you and i just want to let you know that the ipod is working Yay. and i will not um but it uh, update itself update. Mm-hmm. until apple issues a patch as you advised me but i hope you're enjoying the show yes i think that's great and i, I
0: just wanted to tell you the little story i told you earlier that um, i had been hearing about this problem with uh the podcasts, and it hadn't affected me even though i went to the new itunes because i have an old ipod and it won't update the the firmware or the software any further so it's okay Lucky for me. yeah i know um but I, I saw my name in a thread on another forum. And some, the title of the thread was, Lena Taylor crashed my iPod. It's <laughs> like, what? And apparently some guy had downloaded the latest version of my comics podcast and it crashed his iPod yep. because of the podcast thing. So I just thought it was really amusing that someone put that in the the thread title well and i initially blamed you <laughs> well i sent you an
2: email going n- did you do something strange yeah. to show 50c because it won't play uh, and then i found that the shows i had been playing just the day before <laughs> wouldn't play either so it wasn't for once it wasn't my fault it, it wasn't your fault and i guess it's just my inability to believe that it could be the fault of apple yeah of a computer manufacturer imagine
0: that imagine that <sighs> No, did I tell you that my PowerBook has one of the defective batteries? It does. So I had to send in. I hope it doesn't burst into flames right here while Is it's the battery in, in.
2: Yeah. During the break, I'm making you take it out. Well, I did, but I had to put it back in because so I was moving my. Laptop okay, but right now enough. you're plugged in. You don't need the battery, and we don't need fire. Okay. So they're sending me a new one. This show has enough excitement. <laughs> Without the equipment catching on fire. Did
0: I show you the picture of the one that was yes. on fire? Yeah, that was yes. pretty scary. I I might post a link to that in the blog for those of you who have Apple PowerBooks. I know there are some of you <laughs> out there. Our, our I know. It's just going hour. way into another field here. Um, for those of you who have PowerBooks and and um, iBooks, Apple recalled the batteries. And if um, have, not
2: all of them. No, but no, no.
0: But you you should ones. check to see whether your laptop has the battery that was recalled. Um, and they found that in, they were getting very hot, and that for some people they actually burst into flames. And I found this picture posted at um, the San Francisco Chronicle website, SF Gate, of somebody whose PowerBook actually burst into flames, and it's quite a spectacular picture. So um, don't be lazy like I was. Go to the Apple website and check, and make sure that your battery is not listed. And if it is, you can get a free replacement. All you have to do is fill in a form; it takes about two minutes,
2: and they mail it to you. I was reading something somewhere too about you know Adele had this problem, as right? Well. And then the Sony's as well, and the yeah. Sony's, and they're going. Um, so are the airlines going to ban you from using laptops? Really? That's a good are point. Are they? I mean, really? Yeah. If, if that bursts into flames, the cabin would explode probably. Yeah,
0: because yeah, of all the. Well, I don't know. <sighs> it's a little scary. Oh, so let's not talk about this anymore. Um, we're going to take a break and, and watch. Work the first episode of the new season of boston legal i'm very excited about this yay so let's take our little musical break and we'll be back with boston legal
1: space the final frontier these are the voyages of the starship enterprise its five-year mission to explore strange new worlds to seek out new life and new civilizations To boldly go where no man has gone before.
0: The only thing we like better than William Shatner's butt is hearing from our listeners. Comments at lookathisbutt.blogspot.com, email to lookathisbutt at gmail.com. This entire podcast recorded on an Apple Powerbook with GarageBand.
1: This is TSFPN.com, the Sci-Fi Podcast Network. you found the best podcasts in the universe.
2: And so
0: the fall season (laughs) has begun. With explosions and car chases. Oh, no, that's a different
2: show. Yeah. Sorry. One that we don't watch. Yeah. (laughs) Right. I got confused. Our show has some lawn, some sex, and lots of (laughs) bill. Lots of
0: bill. Actually, not that much bill in this initial episode. no, no. Uh, but enough. Yes. He some ha- some really yummy, good stuff. The best thing for me was his first 10 seconds on the screen. <laughs> <laughs> because you had missed him so much? I, because I missed him so much, and because in, in Denny Crane's first 10 seconds on the screen, he sweeps a woman into his arms, bends her back over, and kisses her like she hasn't been kissed before. That's right. Which is pretty much the way he should start any... Entrance, you know. That should always
2: be his entrance. Yeah. You know, I think there are probably a lot of Star Trek outtakes of episodes that started with him sweeping a yeoman, sweeping Uhura, mm-hmm. sweeping even Chapel, you know, into his arms. And and just planting one on her, really. Yes. Oh, um, and we have to mention... Was it at the con that Bill said this? Somebody asked him about kissing Jerry Ryan. Remember this? Oh, yeah, yeah. And he said it was better for her than it was for him. (laughs) (laughs) What a slam. Go, Bill. (laughs) Yep, that was pretty good.
0: Yep. Um, So let's see. Opening episode of Boston Legal, they wrapped up a few loose ends.
2: Right, Um, they got rid of Parker Posey. They got rid of Parker Posey.
0: Yes, that was good. Um, They continued the storyline from last season, wherein the blonde woman was getting married to Michael J. Fox.
2: And, okay, note to makeup. Blue eyeshadow does not work on anyone. Mm-hmm. And now that we have high definition, it doesn't even work on Spock. Mm-hmm. So just Hollywood, everybody, throw out the blue eyeshadow. It's garish and horrible. I agree. Totally agree. Um, let's see. There
0: were two plots. Mm-hmm. which we Two didn't, trials. Two trials, I should say.
2: Which you saw and I didn't. <laughs> right. And one was uh, that Jerry Espenson was arrested for driving in the carpool lane. The other person in the car with him was an inflatable doll, Mm -hmm. and the policeman explained he had to confiscate it because that doesn't count, Mm -hmm. and they have to take away the doll. And Jerry assaulted him, so he ends up in jail. Alan defends him. Alan recommends that he see a sex therapist because Jerry has never had sex. He Mm -hmm. simply cannot relate to people. And much to our surprise and delight, mm-hmm. the sex therapist, Joanna, was played by Jane Lynch, one Yay! of our favorite, favorite actresses. She's and wonderful. I'm hoping she will be in some future episodes. And I I'm do. really glad that the sex therapist was played by a person who I believe um, is probably what, well, she was actually a surrogate. Mm-hmm. It's, it's what a surrogate is actually like, not some, some, some glamorous high-class whore. You know, that, mm-hmm. that she was this very down-to-earth, very comforting sort of person. Mm-hmm. So I thought that was really good. I could, you know, um, I, I find her, and I found
0: her in most of the roles that we've seen her in, a very sexy woman. Mm-hmm. Like, not, she's not beautiful in, in like a TV actress mm-hmm. way. She's just got a really interesting face, and she has short hair, mm-hmm. um, and she has sort of a strong jawline.
2: Yep. And she looks her age. And she has a very earthy quality. She does.
0: And she's just very... She has this wonderfully open presence about her. You know, she's not um, aggressively feminine. Mm-hmm. And I I find that very refreshing. And I think that really works for the character that she's playing mm-hmm. here, is that you could see that how that would be good. And she has a very calm presence about her also. Right. And sort of a deliberate, slow way of speaking.
2: And she's just great. Yeah, So good to see her. So what this sort of led to was... Um, Denny, or Alan telling Denny, this is what has happened with Jerry, that he's got this doll, and they have a really fun discussion of Denny saying, what, you, you've never done it with a doll? And Alan going, oh, have you? And <laughs> Denny says, do you want to meet him <laughs> And he has a doll that he keeps in a closet. Mm-hmm. At work. That he's mm-hmm. the only one who has a key to. Mm-hmm. And the doll is a custom-made doll who looks like Shirley Schmidt. Mm-hmm. And her name is Shirley Schmidho. <laughs> and Denny, when he introduces her to Alan, is so cute in the way he sort of presses his face up yeah. against her. Like they are a couple. Yep, exactly. And he says, this hoe knows how to entertain.
0: <laughs> that was really good. Um, we are then treated to a scene somewhat further down the episode where he's actually banging the doll in the <laughs> closet. And the best part about it is well, there are two things. When you they show the closet door opening, it's a closet, okay? With nothing in it but the doll as far as you can see. Except hanging on the wall is a picture of Denny Crane. Of course. But remember in his apartment he had pictures, <laughs> pictures. of himself
2: all over? So in a locked
0: closet in his office he's a picture of himself doing sort of a Denny mm-hmm. Crane ish pose, like straightening the lapels on his suit. Well it's or one something. of the
2: publicity shots. Yeah,
0: it's great. And um, the other, you thing know why it's there? Why?
2: Because Danny Crane means business. Because
0: <laughs> he looks and at he's it. He's showing that doll. He looks at it and he just gets hard. Um, yep. And then the other great thing about he's sort of got the doll in front of him and his jacket is off and his shirt is all loosened and he just he looks like he's really in the middle of something. Mm-hmm. It look he looks great. He looks yes, so good. He does. He looks wonderful.
2: Um, And you were talking about his hair is a little longer. It's a
0: little longer. He looks good. You know, I was even noticing in one of those scenes that the gray suit that they dressed him in even Mm -hmm. looks a little big.
2: Yeah. Slightly. Well, we know that's typical Bill. He starts the season out, you know, sort of slimmed down. Um, When I was first watching this, I was kind of thinking his hair, a little longer, was looking a little more toupee-like to me Mm -hmm. when it's combed really neatly. And I've been meaning to tell you this. Recently, I ran across a discussion saying um some a fan boy fan girl, whatever you know it was on trek bbs and mm-hmm. um saying that it's not a toupee anymore that he did have plugs mm-hmm. and remember you and i had discussed that that it would pretty mm-hmm. much have to be his entire head yeah yeah everywhere but could be could be could be it's hard to tell but um
0: it, it looks yeah it's shorter than last season it, it's not terribly long mm-hmm. um and i wonder if it will be different in the next episode. We'll have to watch. For yes, that. we'll have to watch for
2: things like that because that's so our that's job. Good. Yeah, of course we have to notice these things. So um, word gets back to Shirley mm-hmm. that he has this doll, and wonderful scene when she confronts him because mm-hmm. Alan is in the room and sort of uh, standing in for the audience mm-hmm. because as Shirley questions Debbie, Alan keeps going, <laughs> <laughs> just you know these snorts of, of uh-huh. laughter punctuating the whole thing mm-hmm. and. Shirley wants to meet the doll, and she does. Mm-hmm. And the amazing thing to me is at the start of that scene, she and the doll uh-huh. are head-to-head, so they're in profile. And Candace Bergen has a very distinct yes, profile. Yes, she does. And, and they're wearing the same outfit, too. By coincidence, yes. as Denny points out. But they look so much alike yep. at that point. Mm-hmm. It's It's really... A wonderful short, very well written scene, mm-hmm. and uh, and
0: Denny is completely surprised that she should be offended by this at all. Yeah, when it's it's women want to be objectified. I objectified says, you, isn't that what all women want? Yeah, he says I objectified you
2: for pleasure, <laughs> and she says you can't see how this would humiliate me. And he looks at the oh, doll huh? and he looks at her and he's so puzzled. and goes, Are "You jealous? <laughs> I mean, he's so wonderfully clueless. He is. It was really good."
0: It was very funny.
2: So um, so Alan wins his case um, with Jerry. And um, the other case we didn't discuss at all because it's about Daniel Post and Denise. That also is okay. And so then we get to the final balcony scene. Mm-hmm. Um, and I was really happy because... Um Denny was
0: sitting sort of crossways in his chair. Mm-hmm. I thought that was just an interesting pose. Because yes. he's never done that before. It's a much less formal pose. It is. And he was really... You know, now that I'm thinking about it, he was listening to Alan like he was a therapist.
2: Yeah. And a lot of his his reactions were very... Uh, Not
0: reactions. Right, right. Yeah. So I just kind of played along the whole therapist theme that was running through this episode, I think.
2: Yeah. And... and, and One thing I want to point out is after I'd seen it, I saw some discussion on one of the boards. Somebody pointed out that unlike previous balcony scenes, uh, Denny's cigar was not lit. Mm -hmm. So I was watching for this. And at the beginning, the opening shot, you can see the smoke coming off it. But after that, it's not. And it's really interesting how Bill works that into a piece of business by sort of looking at the cigar like, why aren't you lit? Or, you know, working the the props. And remember at the con... He said his favorite episode was Trouble with Tribbles because it had so many props.
0: Yep, he loved a
2: business. He loved a business. So he was
0: doing a really good job with it. And, uh, yeah, his whole body language was really different in this, mm-hmm. that scene on the balcony from, I think, previous balcony scenes. So that was cool. It was cool to watch them improv- not improvising, but working on that a little bit.
2: Um, the other thing I found really interesting was at the end of the scene where um, Alan says, Do you ever get lonely, Denny? And after this uh, very thoughtful pause, Denny says, no. And he says, do you? Mm -hmm. Again, another thoughtful pause. And Alan says, no, I guess we're lucky that way. And what was really so well done and just really struck me because it was so subtle, it was so obvious they're both lying. And And, and how they're agreeing agreeing to lie. Yes. And how this is all communicated. And part of how you Mm -hmm. knew Denny was lying was, William Shatner was looking away from Alan when yep, he said it. It was yep, just—it yep, yep. was a great piece of physical acting that communicated everything it needed to say. Mm-hmm. And yes, you could. It's exactly what you said. You could see that agreement mm-hmm. hanging there in the air. Yep. We're gonna lie to each We're other.
0: We're gonna lie about this. Yep. That—that that was really good. I thought that was wonderful. Um, one other thing that that Spader did in that scene that I thought was really nice. Um, so Spader is—is is, sorry. Alan is telling Denny about. Um, his conversation with Joanna, the sex surrogate and how he wanted to start seeing her to sort of resolve some of his sexual issues. Um, So as he's, he obviously has just gotten done recounting this story and there was a little phrase that he used, which he feels like he needs to explain to Danny. And he's talking about something that was going on between him and his mother when he was a child. And I thought the way he was using his voice in that scene was really interesting because he changed to a slightly higher pitch from his usual sort of alan monotone. Mm-hmm. And he was also using um, more pauses in places that made it sound like there was an emotion that was kind of bubbling right under the surface, but he was trying his best to keep it under the surface mm-hmm. and not let it come up. And he did that all with his voice because he was sitting there just as he always does, sort of unmoving except for maybe taking a puff on his cigar. And that was a, a really fine piece of voice acting, right. I thought. I like
2: that. I thought that was great. Right Now let's talk about the meta thing. <laughs>
0: Because they have to do this once in
2: every episode, at least. But this, to me, was very telling. Oh, it's good. So, um, after he has, uh, they've com- completed the trial of uh, Jerry Espenson, and he's been the judge threw it out. When Alan is talking to Joanna, the sex surrogate, and saying, "In the past couple years, he's he's felt like he has to be redeeming, mm-hmm. almost like he's a series regular in a TV show." <laughs> And I want you to tell what your reaction was, and then I want to jump in with some thoughts.
0: Well, as as soon as he said that, I laughed out loud, and I thought, oh, my God, David E. Kelly is listening to our podcast. As is everyone. Because we had said, if you remember, we said this exact same thing, I think, when we were talking about the season closer, in mm-hmm. fact, that Alan being so good is really different from the character that he started out being mm-hmm. on the practice way back when, um, and that... We had a lot of different theories for why that might be so, but partly it was Denny's influence um, that he wanted to actually do something. But the fact that he recognizes this in himself is a very interesting character development
2: there. Um, now, I wanted to talk about that from the aspect of the real actors. Mm-hmm. You, you've discussed it very <laughs> astutely as character development. A couple things going on there. I feel it flattens the character. Mm-hmm. And you were saying it's, it's a reaction to Denny. It's also a reaction to acting with William Shatner. Because mm-hmm. it's been said many times about how Shatner being so out there in Star Trek allowed Spock to really, really tear yeah. down. And I think they are trying to hit this balance, and so the characters are changing because of that. But also, when I first saw it, I thought, of course, yeah, it's something we talked about. But I thought, how much of that line being there is a consequence of... Of James Spader saying something to producers Mm -hmm. to the effect of, this is not what I signed on for. Yeah,
0: exactly. I think you're probably right. Yep.
2: I wouldn't be at all surprised. I'm not saying there was a huge conflict or Mm -hmm. anything, but I wouldn't be surprised if he he said, Mm -hmm. you know, this is not giving me the opportunities Mm -hmm. I needed. Mm Mm-hmm. to to play many levels if I'm always having to be the the good guy. The good guy, yep. Well, I think that just by having him
0: recognize that and and say that, it opens up for a lot of stuff that could probably happen this season Mm -hmm. and story arcs with him where he's not so good. And Excuse me, I think that will also help their characters play off each other a little bit more um, because they were so in sync Mm -hmm. Alan and Denny for a while. And I could see that them diverging because of something that Alan's doing and not because of what Denny's doing the way it was last season is going to be interesting. Mm -hmm. So I'm, I'm very curious to see how that goes. Now, one other thing I wanted to mention, um, and I wanted to see what you thought. Do you think that this whole thing with the doll that looks like Shirley is an effort to set in motion
2: something between Denny and Shirley? That like, she's the one. I think that's sort of been implied all along mm-hmm. since Shirley came on board, and to go too overt with that, mm-hmm. I think would be a mistake. It's kind of like there's there have been so many series where there's been this this sexual and romantic tension mm-hmm. between two characters, and then around season three, season four, they get them together, and the show it just dies yep. because the tension was what was interesting. Mm-hmm. And uh I hope they're just gonna keep it a very mm-hmm. delicate balancing act. But I had the had the same thought. Is yeah. this a plot line that's going to be developed? But from what we saw of coming up next on Boston Legal uh, there is going to be a young woman apparently that that Denny develops an interest in, but it could be the same sort of interest he had in the Jerry Ryan character, right. which is completely unrequited. But I like what he says. Yeah. She could be number seven, right? <laughs> <laughs> but you get the feeling that Denny says that, you know, whether we see it on the screen or not. Uh, sure. But Denny any says woman, that once a week. Yeah. You any know, any
0: woman he sees or any woman he's banging or mm-hmm. whatever. That's funny. Well, um, too bad there wasn't more Shatner in this. Yes. But that's
2: okay. But it was good. We got to to see, you know, Bill doing some wonderful, wonderful work. Yeah. Well rested after the summer. I know. How many times do you think they had to
0: film that kiss with uh, Denise? 10?
2: <laughs> uh Well, you know, I'm thinking it's probably like the kiss with the horror uh. that Bill was basically running the clock out on. Uh-huh. I could do that better. I think, you know, I need to do the uh-huh. You know, just, just dragging it out. Yep. I think that's the way Bill would do it. Yeah, and did you notice when she came up from it finally for air, she was cross-eyed? She was, I know. She, she was doing her Bill the Cat. She was. <laughs> it just knocked the wind right out of her sails. That's right. What what little sails she had were now windless.
0: Oh, man. So um, that was great. I'm I'm really glad it's back on the air. It, it was funny not having it on for a while. I know. I was really missing it. Yeah. It's nice to see Bill back in action, even though he didn't win the Emmy. No. It's okay. No. It's okay.
2: That's okay. Um, you know, Alan Alda's show was going off the air. They wanted to give him send off mm-hmm. gift. Okay, fine. Bill's got a couple of them at home being splashed, <laughs> and so that's okay. And he'll have more eventually. So it looks like next week they're bringing in more pointless young attorneys. Yeah. Will last what do you think? Third of the season? Well, maybe more hobbits. Maybe basically. they'll kill
0: them off. That oh, would, that would be, be, good. Denny, be good. Denny shoots them that for be being good. pointless. They'll be red shirts. They'll get in the <laughs> way when somebody tries to shoot Denny. <laughs> He's going to have, like, an away team now when
2: he goes to... Oh, (laughs) oh. last last season he had a wedge, and now he gets an away team. That is... Oh, yeah.
0: Denny's away team.
2: And I'm going to make a prediction. This season is going to be the one where there is going to be a more... um, blatant Star Trek reference than what we've seen. <laughs> oh, I, I wanted to mention that
0: um, they're doing such interesting things with the casting, mm-hmm. I think. And um, one of the judges in this particular one was played by Armin Shimmerman, who played Quark on Deep Space Nine, and who we saw in the lobby of the hotel busily doing checking his email or whatever he was doing on the computer. And I,
2: I think that was another um, Star Trek reference right mm-hmm. there. But I think there's going to be something like somebody is going to have it on on the TV, <laughs> And Denny's gonna say, I I look a lot like that guy or something like that. Or there is gonna be the case you and I really want is where they confront the copyright issue uh-huh. using fanfic. And since we have now been written up in a paper as fanficers, I think they they should bring us in to be their their their, their source, their, their research material. I totally agree with that. Um just to just be Bill's hangers on for a week. Yeah. And,
0: um, now, didn't you, you say
2: you had heard that there was going to be <coughs> a wrestling scene? In, <laughs> <laughs> William Shatner said it. Somebody was interviewing him, and he he said um, that he and uh, Spader had just filmed a wrestling scene. And my response was, nude? Don't know. But that's that's going to be coming up. Oh, I can't wait to see what that is. Mm-hmm.
0: Though, there was one really funny thing. Um in the balcony scene this time when uh Alan is saying um that sometimes he really wants a caring touch. And he's kinda of going on about this and, and he says this and Denny kind of <clears throat> looks down at his cigar doing his little business again and he says, Uh not taking you on a fishing trip again Yeah <laughs> which is good. <laughs> I thought that was really good. Yes. Um, so I wonder how much more they're going to do with that. I mean, there there was so much of it, especially at the end of last season, Yeah. building on the, the faux homosexual relationship there. Well, I wouldn't be
2: surprised if they actually at some point ended up taking this into a threesome where they, they share a woman. Wow. That'd be very interesting. they got to compete with HBO, you know.
0: That's true. Oh, and, you know, I also wanted to mention, I have to get this in, that when um, Denny first shows the doll to Alan... And he says something like, you know, do you want to try it? Alan says, I'm holding out for the real thing. Yeah, that was
2: a reference to Shirley, though.
0: Right, but but I I (laughs) remember last season we had talked about how Alan has this real respect for Shirley and Mm -hmm. finds her a very desirable woman. And I like the fact that they're continuing it. And when he says that, he's saying it seriously. Mm -hmm. Like, he still thinks that she's a really desirable woman, even though she's... Older and is not hiding the fact, although we both agreed that she'd had some work done over the summer because yes, her eyes look yes. bigger.
2: Um, I think it, it's completely consistent, too, with what we learned about his relationship with his mother. That yeah. he would have this um, sexual attraction for a, a, a powerful, intelligent, older woman. Yeah, I, I agree. I just love the fact that
0: his desire for her... Is not being portrayed as something abnormal and freakish, Mm -hmm. which it often is on television. Whenever a younger man finds an older woman desirable, it's
2: like this totally weird thing. Like, oh my God, you must be sick. But because he's not 20 and she's not 50... Mm It's kind of like they've shoved them both into the old people category, and it, it works. <laughs> and I read something recently. It said James Spader's 46. Really? I think he looks older than that, I don't think you? he looks a little older than that. Yeah. Yeah. I was wondering if he was
0: going to lose some weight over the summer, but it doesn't look like Apparently it. Apparently not. No, he looks pretty much the same. I was dying to get a glimpse of his shirt cuffs to see if he still wearing <laughs> those really long, long shirts. And of course, you know, as soon as the balcony scene came on, the two of us were like, oh, we were there, we were there, we were there. <laughs> Yeah, well, you know, I think that's understandable. I know. It was very exciting. I, It still makes me thrilled all over again yep. when I see that. It's yep. just wonderful.
2: So um, we are just thrilled that the show yeah. is back. We're in a new season. There's Yay. new developments coming up Yay. all the time, and yeah. we'll, we'll be there, and you will be there, and we'll all share. Yeah, that's great. Um, do we have more stuff to talk about now? Well, we're going to do another segment, so let's take a break. Okay, we'll take another break and we'll be
0: right back. Get up! Get back here! first time we did that? Yeah. It's still funny. <laughs> well, you know, some things are classic. Oh. So, <laughs> the reason we were doing that, <laughs> if you haven't figured it out, just to make you laugh, um, was because we watched last week the remastered, the first remastered broadcast episode, which was Balance of Terror, um, and <laughs> um, it it was, I, I don't want, we don't want to spend too much time going over the whole thing, so what they said was absolutely true. They did very little, um, redoing stuff <laughs> and the places where they redid the stuff to, to you and I, I think was pretty apparent. Like
2: mm-hmm.
0: you saw it and you were like, Oh, look at that shot. That looks different right there. And Oh, look, there's a new shot of the ship. That's pretty cool. Right. And it definitely has, the ships have that TNG, uh, light reflecting off the hull kind of thing going mm-hmm. on, which is fine. Um, And the soundtrack has been re-recorded, the theme song only, not the actual soundtrack within the episode. Right. Uh, And that was kind of interesting. I mean, I think we both noticed that uh, immediately it sounded different to us, and that they were using the theme from the second season, probably, because it didn't have the vocal in it, but it also didn't have the bongo drums from the third season, so... (laughs) So that was interesting, but um, upon viewing it again, after not having seen it for, what, like a a year year or something like that, the whole whispering thing is just too funny. Yes. And the reason we were doing all the shushing is because there is a scene when one of the Romulans starts talking to the Romulan commander and he shushes him just like that. (laughs)
2: Well... You know, sometimes you have to just smack down. I mean, discipline is a military requirement.
0: Spock says to Kirk, I have to go fix the blah, 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 blah. And Kirk says, okay, but do it quietly. (laughs)
2: Like normally Spock (laughs) is banging around and, you know, clanging things and and tossing equipment over his shoulder.
0: And he's going, he's going, I'm going to flip this switch. Tell me if the lights go on or off. (laughs) (laughs) You know, all the lights in the ship are going on and off. On? (laughs)
2: Now, I want to talk a bit about the circumstance (laughs) under which we were watching it, which is um, we were at my house. Uh Uh-huh. And we had had a, a lovely little dinner and uh-huh. chat and lots of fun. Uh-huh. And our good friend Gregory that's was still right. with us. Right. And uh, at, at the point where it got to track viewing, which <laughs> it, it always has to happen, well, that's the point at which my husband bailed <laughs> from the party. But Gregory stuck it out and sat through a whole episode with the Buck Girls in full Butt Girl geek out mode. I know.
0: I think he was pretty psyched to actually do a live
2: Performance
0: as, <laughs> as we were sitting there watching it,
2: but he he was uh, he was very helpful in pointing out as he calls it the Kirk Light, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, we had a discussion about how important Kirk Light is, and that actually. They will continue to give power to the Kirklight after they've cut off life support.
0: That's true, because there's a scene where all the lights on the ship are out, except for the Kirklight. It's <laughs> the only light on the bridge, and there it is, right on its face. And there was an enormous amount of Kirklight in this episode. Oh. Right from the very beginning, there is Kirklight in the ship's chapel. Mm-hmm. Just for him. Yep. As he's sitting, standing at the podium
2: reading from the faux Bible or whatever it is that's <laughs> there.
0: It's like right there, right across yep. his eyes. It's quite
2: amazing. And as I was telling you, I recently watched *Mantrap*. *Mantrap*, the very first episode that was ever aired, and every single time there is a close up of him, it's Kirk Light. hmm Always. And once you start watching for it, it's kind of fun to watch as they cut from like a two <laughs> shot where he's you know in Regular full light. light, close up. Kirk Light. It's great. Full light. Kirk light. The other thing I was noticing, they did a really strange editing job in a scene with him and McCoy. I know we're getting a little Mm -hmm. off topic here. But um, when you're seeing the Mm over-shoulder shot of McCoy, so you're seeing the back of Kirk Mm -hmm. and McCoy's talking, Kirk's hands are at his side. Mm -hmm. But when you see the reverse, and they're having the same conversation, Kirk's (laughs) arms are folded. And so and they keep cutting between these two shots, and it's almost like a little hand dance or something.
0: (laughs) Whoops, continuity. Yeah. Uh, Well, uh... They haven't been broadcasting in high def, I don't think, and I don't have a high def TV, so it doesn't matter anyway. I don't either. But um, from some of the the uh, fanboy chatter I've been following, yeah, they aren't. They are going.
2: How can they say this is high def and then not deliver it yeah. in high Which def? It is
0: a little weird. Um, you can see a difference though, mm-hmm. in just in the remastering. The print looks really cleaned up. You can mm-hmm. see a lot more. The colors are very vibrant. Um, it just looks better now. The one thing that bothered me a lot. Was that, as we had found out at the con, because I asked um, Michael Okuda this, the syndication cuts are intact for the version that they're showing on TV. And the cuts are horrible. They're just awful. And in fact, for me, um, the part of the episode in which they see the Romulans for the first time, as I remember it, was a very carefully constructed scene because... They're waiting, and they're waiting, and there's all this tension, and finally they get the signal, and it's wavering, and we trying to get it cleaned up, and then they see the Romulans, and Mark Leonard turns around, and you see mm-hmm. that he's a, Vul- well, he has ears and there's a series of reaction shots on the bridge, and Styles the racist, is like, you know, his face is black with hatred, and Kirk is sort of, <laughs> you know, like, a little bit surprised. Kirk is surprised. Surprised, Kirklight. And I think there might have even been a quick shot of Uhura in there, I don't remember. And then they cut to Spock, who looks very amused, even. Mm -hmm. He just sort of has an eyebrow raised in a quizzical way, but he has no um, sort of emotional reaction to it. And then they cut to a two-shot of Kirk and Stiles, and they're both kind of looking back at Spock and then they look back at the screen and it's really well done in the original editing. It kinda of goes around, you get this reaction, and Spock's is kind of the punchline to it because mm-hmm. you know, he's he's curious but amused by this. And all that's gone. Yep. When they cut it. It's just like they cut to this reaction of of Kirk and Styles and it totally breaks the flow of the scene. Yep. It undercuts all the suspense. It sucks.
2: <laughs> yeah. Um I, I do want to tell you that as I said, I've been following some of the blabber mm-hmm. about the remastering, and somebody has actually asked if, in doing this this cleanup, this update, whatever they're calling it, are they painting Spock green? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I don't think so.
0: No, I don't think so.
2: But man, in that high def, can you see the blue eyeshadow? You sure can. And wow. Pine Trees posted a link to ASC. Um, Pointing out that not only can you now really see the blue eyeshadow, you can see the Barbie doll pink lipstick. Yes, on on Spock. I mean, it's
0: it's true. It's really amazing, Um, and Kirk just looks so good. In the first, I, I, was, I was emailing you as I was watching it. I remember that, and
2: I normally do not get these play-by-play emails from you, unlike me on, you know, Kirk-like crack, and I, I send you things over and over. I'm getting these emails, or I, I logged in the next day and, and get them all, you know, saying, oh, they just showed this, and you look so gorgeous. Next email. You know, It was just so
0: funny because I was sitting here watching it, and the, the first couple of minutes with the scene in the chapel, he looks so good. Unbelievable how mm-hmm. good he looks. It's just great. Ah. Oh. That was wonderful. Yes. So we were very happy with all that. Um, it was good. And um, so they're showing them here at 11 o'clock on Saturday nights, and then they're repeating them on midnight on Sunday. And I've Yeah, but in
2: some cases, they're showing one, one on Saturday night and one on Sunday. It's really a screwy schedule. So
0: you just have to check where you are. So it's on the station that used to be um, UPN, right? Yes. Yeah,
2: it's CW now. I think. Which to me stands for country and western. It I'm sure not does. sure what it really is supposed to stand for, or the but the name of my company even. Um. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> uh, but yeah, it's they... country western Star Trek. <laughs> Yeehaw! It's kind of weird. Um, that's what you say instead of make it so. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm trying
0: to think if I've heard any other little gossipy bits in between there. Um, mm. There still is no release date for the
2: DVDs, although they are coming out. Well, they have to. There is no way in the world Paramount would put even 10 cents Mm -hmm. into doing this if they weren't going to do DVDs. Yeah. Uh, You know what I like on our particular station here in the Bay Area is um,
0: while the episode is running, they have commercials saying, you know, watch it next week at this time. And when they have the little ID that they just have the still, it's just Kirk. Like, it doesn't even say Star Trek. No. It's a picture of Kirk. I was like, that's all you need to know. That's all you need. There's nothing else to say. Nope,
2: nope. Case closed. Case closed. Just Kirk.
0: Yay. Yay.
2: So that's good. So I think that wraps us for this show, right? I think so, too. Um, If you've been
0: watching, if you've watched remastered episodes, let us know what you think. We'd love to hear from you. Um, And if you noticed some stuff that we didn't, because that's always possible. Not likely, but it's possible. (laughs)
2: Could it could happen in a parallel you universe. Never know. You never
0: know. And um, we still have a bunch of such cool stuff that's going to be happening soon. In We're the so next excited. few
2: weeks, people, we have so much awesome, awesome stuff in the works yeah. for us and for you because we share all these wonderful things yeah. with you that you you are definitely going to want to keep tuning in and going. Oh my God, the Buck Girls have hit their <laughs> pinnacle. There could be nothing greater than this, and then we will. Have something greater than that. We always will, because risk is our business. <laughs> yeah, it's sort of a family business that we inherited. And um, I want to tell you something, though. Oh, yeah? At one point, I, maybe you, you didn't hear this, Greg was asking me if Kirk actually ever says risk is our business, or is this something no, we made isn't. up as a joke? And, of course, as the true geek I am, I believe I told him the whole plot line Did of the really? episode that led up to him doing the risk is our business. and so I'm sure Greg has filed that under the sorry I'm asked category
0: (laughs) well when we get around to watching that episode I think I'm going to do a sound clip of the risk is our business speech and we'll just we'll drop it in there with some of the other stuff okay cool okay so um that wraps it up for episode 51 I know it's amazing so we'll be um steaming right ahead with episode 52 yeah next week same time same channel (laughs) sort of (laughs) whatever yeah